Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Cyber Law Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Pollack, cybersecurity attorney at Whiteford Taylor and Preston. Thrilled to have you back. Took a two-week hiatus, but uh, we're back stronger than ever, ready to roll. As always, keep those questions, comments, discussion points coming. Call me, 410-917-5189, or email me at S. Pollock, that's P as in Paul, O-L-L-O-C-K, at WTPlaw.com. So what are we going to talk about today? The two things we're going to cover is first, the Biden conversation with uh, Vladimir Putin and the administration's new shift towards ransomware, along with Colorado's Privacy Act and the implications that that has. First, let's jump into the recent developments with the White House coming out very strongly against ransomware and President Biden having a very stern conversation with President uh, Vladimir Putin. Um, As it was reported, President Biden told Vladimir Putin that we would not stand for hackers or ransomware groups attacking our basically food chain, oil, uh, primary infrastructure, and that would become almost red lines. And that's all well and good. But what about the businesses out there? What about our commercial industry? What about our banks? What about our schools? What about our hospitals? What about any organization that's being harassed, held hostage, put out of business? Why doesn't the administration seem to want to address that? Where's the red line for those organizations? I understand that Some industries have greater national security implication than others, but the fact that we're so willing to just kind of put aside our commercial entities in this war is concerning and shows a lack of seriousness on the part of our government, unfortunately, to take this fight to these hackers. And I wish that President Biden had taken a different stance, had taken a more firm and hardline approach and basically said, we're done letting you attack us, attack our country, our infrastructure, our companies. Um, But we're going to take what we can get right now and we'll move forward. Second part is the Colorado Privacy Act. So let's nerd out over some new laws. As we discuss, the California Consumer Privacy Act came first in the States after the GDPR from Europe, after CCPA came the Virginia Privacy Act. The Virginia Privacy Act, we discussed, didn't have much bite to it. The Colorado Privacy Act, though, if signed by the governor, as everybody expects, has a lot of bark and a lot of bite. So first, how to know if this applies to your business. To determine that, an organization has to conduct business, produce products, or provide services to Colorado residents in either control or process personal data of more than 100,000 consumers per year or derive revenue from the sale of personal data of at least 25,000 consumers or control personal data of 25,000 consumers. A consumer is an individual in Colorado or an individual or household. So basically, you got to have Colorado business, Colorado residents. you got to have about 100,000 um personal information from these individuals and you got to or derive revenue from at least 25,000 Colorado residents. So at that point, let's say it does apply to you. 
there's many steps you have to take to comply with this law. First, you have to provide your consumers multiple opt-out rights to protect their privacy and control their information. Opt-out rights such as certain processing of personal data, access, um, the ability to correct incorrect, the ability to correct inaccurate personal data, delete personal data, or have data portability. There's tight time frames for this. After a request is made, companies have 45 days to comply with the request. Second, organizations have a duty to comply with transparency, purpose specification, minimization, secondary use, care, and unlawful discrimination requirements, along with specific requirements to sensitive data. Notably, the California California Privacy Act requires affirmative consent if you're processing consumer-sensitive data. So it's not just a opt-out. You actually have to get a consent from these consumers. Finally, organizations must implement appropriate administrative, physical, and technical safeguards when guarding consumer data. An added wrinkle to the CPA requires organizations to to perform data protection assessments when processing data if there's an increased risk of harm. So if there is an increased risk of harm when you're taking in sensitive data or social securities, anything that can cause harm to an individual, you have to perform data assessments and determine whether processing the data um, and the purpose of it outweighs the cost and the potential harm. If the attorney general comes calling and requests this report and assessment, you must provide it. So there is no kind of hiding behind or shielding potentially through an attorney or work product when it comes to these data assessments. Finally, the penalties are are severe. There's, if you violate the uh, California uh, Privacy Act, it's $20,000 per each violation, which means every consumer involved. So if you think about it, if there's 10 consumers involved, 200,000. Luckily, there's a cap of $500,000 for a maximum penalty, but still, that's a lot of money. There are certain exclusions to the California Privacy Act, specifically if you are fully exempt, if you're a financial institution and you're governed by the Graham-Leach-Leahy Act, as well as certain institutions governed by HIPAA. So what's the conclusion here? What should we really be taking away? Well, specifically, organizations need to recognize that laws such as the CCPA are here to stay, that they're going to keep trickling down to state law, and sooner or later we're going to have a federal law that applies across all states. So it's time to get compliant. It's time to implement these safeguards, technical, administrative, physical, and technical. Get your policies up to date. Make sure you're processing information with lawful consent. Because if you don't, a lot of these laws are going to come back to bite you. Thanks for listening. And uh, once again, keep those questions, comments, calling 410-917-5189 or email me at spollock at wtplaw.com. And we'll see you on the next one.